0: Welcome to Actional Insights on the Business of Healthcare, a podcast from Doctivity Health to help you navigate today's challenging healthcare environment. More than ever, business success enables investment in people and technology needed to best care for your patients. I'm your host, David Jolly. It's my pleasure today to talk with Sean Duffy, Vice President of Client Success and Product Management at Doctivity Health. Before joining Doctivity, Sean held a variety of operations, strategic marketing, physician alignment, and physician liaison management and leadership positions at Geisinger Health System in Pennsylvania. Welcome, Sean, and thank you for joining us to talk about physician liaisons and your new focus on client success and product management.
1: Well, thank you very much, Dave. Uh, I'm very happy to join you today and and extremely excited to uh, talk through uh, Doctivity and and also some of the experiences that I have had that led up to, to this point from my
0: background at Geisinger. Well, I appreciate that. You and I were colleagues for many years at Geisinger, and I know you were instrumental in developing and expanding the Physician Liaison Program, and that has proven to be successful. So please talk with us a little bit about the birth of the Physician Liaison Program, how you and others decided such a program was needed, and how you put it together.
1: Well, Dave, you know, there's a spark of excitement in my voice when I, I get to talk about this because when I actually joined Geisinger, real quick story, I had been with a company 3M distributor in sales and 911 hit and ultimately my clientele when I was working for 3M was uh, trucking companies and logistics companies. 9-11 hit and everything kind of shut down in that industry. And, you know, I was at a point then where, gosh, I really liked what I was doing, but there was a lot of travel. I was at the point where I wanted to start a family and I came back to Danville where I was born and raised. And Dr. Michael Ryan approached me, who Dr. Mike Ryan was the chairman of Channel Weiss Children's Hospital at the time Mm -hmm. at Geisner. And he approached me and said, Sean, I think you'd be a great fit in this role. We don't know a whole lot about it, but we know there's a need for it. Could you come in and interview? And I did and ultimately got the job. And at the end of the day, what it came down to, I had the opportunity to see what the program was about. And I said, wow, what a great opportunity to bring in the sales aspect to a physician relations program. Because if you're going to get that amount of time in front of physicians, let's make it worth it. So I brought a little sales flavor into it. Started to use analytics and data to drive decisions, to build strategy, and that's sales 101. And analytics and data are critical in the growth of any physician relations program because you don't want to be out there just burning miles on your car without a, a, a very strategic focus. So Geisinger at the time, and I'll use this, I may you may hear me say it a couple of times, it was data rich and resource poor. Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of data out there, but nobody knew how to use it. So we really dissected the data and said, wow, this is really good data set. so let's establish a baseline and work from there and grow and set
0: metrics and obtain goals. So that's kind of the background behind it, Dave. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. how it all started. And yeah. using data back then was was new to healthcare too. Extremely new.
1: The physician liaison program at the time, the ongoing joke was there were issue chasers. Uh-huh. There was no business modeling to issue chasing. Yeah, it was great to be out there to help, but there was no education being done.
0: So, you know, I find the, the term physician liaison, it, you know, it, it's a title, but it doesn't really show all the things that the person in that role does. So when I was looking at this stuff, there's a, a number of key attributes that I found And just if you would comment on those for a successful liaison, the first would be relationship managers. It's all about relationships, right?
1: It really is, Dave. The individual in the role must have the ability to connect with people. You've got to have a great personality. You need to be able to read conversations, read people and build trust trust leads to great relationships and um, the physician liaison is the eyes the ears and the voice of of an organization out on the market to the point where physician relations today across the board Has a seat at the table with the C suite because they bring that much value to strategic planning, to intelligence.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, some of the others that you're talking about is the liaison as a leader, a nurturer, and a navigator.
1: Absolutely. All of the above. And I think that you wrapped all that up into one big prize. I always found that when I was in the market to hire a, a liaison, it wasn't necessarily about their background or experience, it was about their personality. Mm. And I would skip all over their credentials and go right to what their hobbies and interests were. And the tone of the conversation changes immediately because Mm -hmm. the pressure's on, you're talking about your background, and then you you skip, hey, let's talk about your interests. You're an outdoorsman or, or something like that. That's the true personality coming out. And a lot of times you can really judge a person's character by that conversation. And you knew right then and there that you had the person that would make connections in the market area.
0: Great. So a big part of the job is being a, a problem solver and being a customer service representative. They see the liaison and the liaison represents the entire organization. How much of the liaison's job is marketing and how much is customer service?
1: It's a great question. First of all, you got to be a great listener and really evaluate every conversation to pull somewhat of a need out of it. What are you hearing? What is the need? And then being able to respond. So if the need is education around a particular service, really being the marketer comes out, that requirement comes out. So you have to be well-educated on services that you're out there talking or promoting and then listening and, and understanding, wow, I, I just picked picked out of this conversation two particular issues that may be a barrier to our ability to grow referral volumes from this provider or staff member. So really, you've got to be able to switch gears immediately, Dave. Mm. You know, you could have a five-minute conversation that's going extremely well, and then that could turn on a dime because there's an issue that hasn't been resolved or it's, it's a, a pain point for that referring provider.
0: And I guess that's where physician relationship management and having a PRM in place comes into play.
1: Without a doubt, a PRM Mm -hmm. is, to me, in my experience in physician relations, is your warehouse. And that is where everything that it's your toolkit, it's where you, you communicate and document everything that you do in regards to relationship development. So You're going in and and now it's interesting with the activity being built by folks who have been in in the fire, so to speak. A good PRM is designed specifically for a physician liaison and you roll data into it. You have the ability to document all of your activity. You also have the opportunity to run reports, metrics, activity based reports, communicate with key stakeholders within your organization. If there's an issue, there's accountability. It's all funneled through the PRM system. Mm-hmm. And I will say this, you know, Doctivity has nailed it. And the reason why, it is out of the box, but the out of the box version
0: is about as perfect as you can get. It was designed by people who have run physician liaison programs, correct?
1: That is correct. Absolutely. And having the experience working with Kathy Connolly and and Haley Coombe at Doctivity, they know. They know what was needed. They engage with physician liaisons on a daily basis in Geisinger, at Geisinger. Geisinger's program was best in class program. So, great feedback and direction on how to develop a really good PRM system.
0: That's great. If you would, please give me an idea of the types of generic issues or problems that liaisons uncover when they're interacting with referring physicians.
1: Dave, I think that's a great question, and and I want to put it this way. I want to answer in a way that You know, we talk about referring physician relationships, really what it is, it's referring practice relationships. So you talk to physicians the minority of the time, you talk to office staff, office managers, the majority of the time. So you're going to hear all kinds of different issues. Um, It could be an access issue. Yeah. You know, hey, Sean, you were out here two weeks ago talking about um, this new cardiologist. Well, I, I attempted to schedule an appointment and I can't get my patient in for 90 days. Oh, OK. Right. Yep, that's an issue, right? So really coming back and working with our scheduling teams, working with the, the clinical operations team to really identify where that problem exists and fix it. The most important piece of that is that you follow up with that referring practice to say, hey, heard you. this is what we've done, and here's how to to manage it if it happens again. So Mm -hmm. that's one particular issue. A lot of times what you would hear is some patient frustration and complaints about maybe a provider that they saw, in this case at Geisinger, or any organization. They, They may have had a bad experience with a staff member You'll learn a lot about that. So those those really are your core issues,
0: in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then I imagine that some of these, like an access problem, might be something that can't be solved you know, in a day. And um, would the situation ever occur where you would go back out to the referring doc's office and it still hadn't been resolved? And then I imagine you must get it both barrels when that happens.
1: Well, that's when you wear a helmet. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> now, it, it, listen, there comes a, a point in time where if you're not resolving issues that are brought to your attention, the lack of trust it just goes in the tank. Competing physician relations teams are competing for time with the provider against pharmaceutical reps, medical device reps, et cetera. And really what I told when I was in leadership role in physician relations is that you want to get to the point where you're seen as a partner. Geisinger may sign your checks, but you're really working for that physician and physician practice. If you can get to that point, that means you've been extremely successful in all of the above. Issue management, relationship development, and all those good things that you've done well. Now you're a partner with that practice. But that takes time, Dave. That's not done in one visit. That's done over over the course of a number of years. Mm -hmm. It's really important for a, a physician liaison team to have all the tools they need to be able to do that. And PRM systems, good data, and the understanding of how to use it. So all that factors into a successful program.
0: You know, just about universally, I hear where health systems have problems with referral leakage where they have employed docs, and even though they're employed by that organization, they're sending referrals out of the system. What's the role that liaisons play in helping to mitigate that problem?
1: Well, first and foremost, it's it's the responsibility of the organization to take a look at this on a regular basis. And you'd be shocked, Dave, in my experience, that it's not always looked at. Mm-hmm. And where does that, how do you look at that? Well, it's looked, you got to look at data, Right. Data is going to tell you the truth. And, you know, whether it be claims data, whether it be internal data through EHR, fact of the matter is if you don't have a finger on that pulse at all times, you're going to get to a point where your out out migration is costing millions and millions of dollars. And where does a physician liaison, what role do they play in that? Well, with a good PRM system that has data in, integrated into it. It's right there. They can run reports on a regular basis to see what those referral relationships are in the market. So right. The liaison needs to expose that, needs to to bring it to the attention of the clinical operations team, to the regional providers in the market and really use all the tools that they have to kind of block the dam and go from there.
0: It seems like if that if that single issue could be handled. You'd be a successful liaison.
1: Yeah, you know, I saw an interesting data point a while, while ago, a couple of years ago, uh, around out migration. We'll use an average on this, but if if you could improve your your capture by seven to ten percent, it it meant like seven million dollars to your bottom wow. line.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Here's the thing: the moment you refer outside of your own system is the moment you lose control of your patient. I use an example from an, from the orthopedic side is we looked at our migration for and looked at surgical volume and orthopedics. It starts with an injection and you have a patient uh, that is referred by the primary care physician to a competitor, whether it be a, a physical med and rehab doctor or an orthopedic surgeon just for a knee injection, that knee injection turns into surgery within six months. Mm -hmm. it's really following how that a lot of payers won't approve surgery without conservative measures first well where's that conservative care being provided and there's the control
0: of your patient so much of of what a liaison does is face to face with the doctor or with the office staff as you mentioned and we recently came through a global pandemic and that had to affect the way that liaisons work how did you handle that so
1: Dave I think during the pandemic while I was at Geisinger It was actually within the Musculoskeletal Institute in clinical operations, and worked hand in hand with Geisinger's physician relations team. And really, what it did is it really exposed another opportunity for for that teleconnection. You know, telemedicine took off, and then tele virtual meetings, Zoom meetings, and team meetings. It was almost easier to connect with the doctor with a quick Zoom meeting at 7 a.m. before clinic hours. Right. They, They could do it from their home or after hours. I think we at Geisinger did the best we possibly could. But here's the thing. The physician relations team at Geisinger was well known. They knew their providers out in the community. So seeing them over a computer screen versus in person, I don't think we dropped the level of sophistication or the level of impact that much doing virtual.
0: So tell us about your, your exciting new role at, at Doctivity and what you're going to be doing to support clients.
1: I am very excited about joining the Doctivity team. There's so much opportunity here. We talked a little bit about the, about PRM and, and Data analytics and and the integration. It's an area, a space that I feel like I can consider myself an expert in. I've utilized data throughout my career to help develop strategic focus planning. You know, I've used data to really prove the liaison value in an organization and really peeling the onion, so to speak. You have a global insight data set, and then how do you peel that onion? all the way down to really develop strategy, identify opportunity. So I think my experience in that area, Dave, rolling into the Doctivity team is a value add to the product that they're providing. It's a top-notch product. The stable of services are incredible. I mean, it's right up my alley and it's fun going to work because it's exciting to me. I can't wait to really get my hands dirty and and get going. So very excited about it.
0: That's great. Having worked with you for so long when we were both at Geisinger and what was accomplished, I'm very excited about you joining the activity. Part of what I read about your new duties is being continually focused on enhancing the product and guiding advanced analytics forward. Why is it important to continually evolve in this way?
1: Healthcare itself is an evolving, and it's always evolving. And technology is reigned supreme when it comes to Finding your position in the healthcare market and evolving the product is critical in a way that you have to make sure you're connected to your client. What are their specific needs? What are their pain points when it comes to you know, whether it be data analytics or, or communication tools? operational improvement and optimization. So one thing that sticks out to me, Dave, is cost of care. Remember I said we're data rich and resource poor? Yes. I think that is just, it's a common place across the whole healthcare organizations. So really being able to wrap your arms around good data, allow it to make sense and put it into a a use case for the likes of whether it be Geisinger or, or any other large organization, to make it easy, mm-hmm. uh, let, let's face facts. I mean, I, I think coming out of the pandemic, there's a lot of health healthcare organizations in the red. So cost savings is going to be critical. The more money you save, the more money you can attribute to technology, et cetera, et cetera, which improves patient care across the board.
0: But you got to mm-hmm. figure it out and driving new revenue, of course.
1: Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Mm-hmm. We always talk at Doctivity about actionable data and insights. Yeah. What does that term mean to you and why is it important?
1: Again, I think it really comes down to the whole book of business in healthcare. You know, it starts with recruiting good physicians and, and being able to retain them. It you know, costs a lot of money every year for organizations to recruit f- physicians. And I think one of the main channels for Doctivity is our ability and I kind of... Um, history in terms of improving efficiency and productivity amongst new providers or stagnant providers the quicker you can ramp physicians up through utilization of good data insight the better so if you use the tool correctly you're going to identify opportunity to drive revenue on a new provider so for example uh, if you have a new, let's say, a joint surgeon coming on board, using the data provided within the activity will give you the global insight. And then you peel that onion, as I mentioned, and, and drill down to where the true opportunity is in the market and build your strategy around it. And then you can deploy your physician liaison teams. So it's just a, a workflow that is The catalyst to it, the roots is with the Doctivity system. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there's actionable data is data that steers you in a direction. It's road mapping, it's care mapping, it's GPS, true north, whatever you want to call it. If you have it and know how to use it, you can make a huge impact
0: quickly. The challenge is is knowing what to look at and, and how to interpret it. Because there's so much information, it's easy to get bogged down.
1: And then here's the best thing about that. You, you make a good point. It's knowing how to use it, who's using it, and how are they interpreting it? You know, you look at Doctivity as that commonplace. And really, if you map out who you want to be an end user here, so you have your physician relations team, you have your clinical operations team, you have your C-suite, you have your providers all looking at the same data in the same format, which only allows you to be on the same page in a much more efficient way. Oh, by the way, you can you can document all the activity associated with your efforts within the system. So there's no guesswork. Mm-hmm. And it's right in front of you. Everybody who's involved has the same view. And that is unique. That is extremely unique in the market.
0: So comment, if you will, if you're following this approach an advanced PRM like Dotivity offers and following a, an active liaison program, I would think that that would translate ultimately to improve provider satisfaction, patient satisfaction, and even the provision of quality health care.
1: Yeah, and I think you can approach this in many different ways. We'll talk about cost of care, savings, being more efficient in, in your ability to ramp up new physicians or taking stagnant productivity and energizing it. That's money. Time is money, money, money allows you to do a lot of things. And in healthcare, technology is, is evolving. Costs are going up. So really being in a good situation to invest in the future of, of your organization means that you're investing in the future of the care of, uh, of all the patients. So you really got to take a look at making sure you're doing things right. Utilizing the right resources. And not being afraid to step out of the box and and take some chances once in
0: a while. Tell me what you mean when you you say step out of the box and take a chance.
1: In my experience, there's a lot of things that are done by the book. And let's not get into the patients and, and patient privacy. What I'm saying is sometimes the best option is option two. And whether it be... How you recruit physicians, you may have the best joint replacement surgeon in the in the world who wants to come to your organization, but the fit is not there. Mm-hmm. Wow, this person would just would not fit here. We spent half a million dollars in recruiting this individual only to have them leave two years down the road because it couldn't get along with people, patients, just not a good fit.
0: Culturally. Right. So you um, have to look deeper.
1: Yeah, you got to step outside of the box and take some chances on on maybe the second best, right? Mm -hmm. It's just kind of in general. I think there's just a lot of things that you can look at that way. But at the end of the day, if you can figure out how to boost your bottom line through cost savings or business development growth, that's where you got to go.
0: Great. Well, look, I appreciate your time today. Is there anything else you'd like to mention that we haven't discussed? I would love
1: to be able to jump back on another podcast in in six months from now and say, wow, look where we are today.
0: So look, we'll hold you to that. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, thank you, Sean. We've been talking about physician liaison programs, client success, and product management with Sean Duffy of Doctivity Health. Thanks for listening and watch for our next edition of Actionable Insights on the Business of Healthcare. Thank you for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please share, rate, and review it on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. For more information on how Doctivity provides actionable insights to drive revenue and improve operational performance, visit DoctivityHealth.com, where you will find our videos, blogs, case studies, and more. See you next time for Doctivity's actionable insights on the business of healthcare.